Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Broadcasting live from the iHeartRadio studios in Tribeca. Len Berman and Todd Schnitt in the morning on 710 Len's got this look of, of puzzlement. Len, Len is bewildered. Len is like, what the hell is this? And you're going to tell me this is some hit song that everybody knows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Joe, you know this song? As, as, as Skip is shaking his head. In Joe, you know this song? I, I couldn't give you the title, but I've heard it, yes. You've heard it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, it's good. It's Skipper, a good song. you heard of this song? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. everyone, yeah. Ray, yeah. yeah, everyone. No idea. You ever heard of this? No. Who's this? The Supremes? <laughs> yeah. Four tops. <laughs> Who's this? You ever hear of a guy by the name of Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah, yeah sure. It's, it's it's Ozzy Osbourne. Really? I never heard him articulate before. Wasn't he the guy doing uh, "Take Me Out to the Ball Game"? At Wrigley, yeah, that's the only Ozzy Osbourne I know. All right, here's the hook. I'm going off the rails on a crazy train. I'm going off the rails on a crazy train. Going off the rails on a crazy, crazy train. train. Look, okay. he even understood the lyrics. I did. Yeah, I'm trying to decide which story you're going to attach this to, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> no clue, huh? Yeah. None. <laughs> Can't figure it out. What, the hey, Democrats? He, he, I don't know. Who are you going after with this one? It's the train situation, Len. Oh, the rails. The, but but there was no big problem well, yesterday. That's the paradox here. Is and Joe, how about the fact that yesterday we had discussed, I mean, really right out of the chute, are things going to be as bad as they say, or are they just hyping it so they look like genii uh, if it doesn't turn out to be a total meltdown? No, and, this, this is perfect. The, the MTA saying this is going to be horrible because if they had said, don't worry, we've got you covered, and it didn't work right. out. There's a problem now. So they set the bar. Set it very, very low. All right. Don't expect much. No? Okay. So it worked out pretty well. well yeah. It was day one. Now they're also <laughs> but they're, well, they're also true. setting expectations. That it was day one, and yeah, maybe right. people just stayed away on day one. It's also a vacation period. You know, that July is big. Exactly. You know, you're, well, but the real vacation week for many was last week. But you and, still get a lot. Of, it's, it's, it's certainly not a fall you know, rush hour day. That would be true. I, I fully uh, concur with that statement there, Berman. Yes, sir. Uh, absolutely. Crazy Train, what was the name? Crazy Train. Ozzy Osbourne. You've never heard this We should song. make that. No. Come on, here's a badass solo right here. Is he actually playing the guitar? What? Does he play the guitar? Wow. You know, I'm not the biggest Ozzy Osbourne fan. I we just... should make this the theme song of this show. Crazy Train. Look at, look at Ray. Ray is jumping up and down. All right, listen, busy, busy show today. You know, speaking of trains, Alice is standing by at Penn Station. Oh, Alice had a couple no, of No, she's not. 
Where, where is she in Hoboken? Is she in the Bronx? I don't know. Where, where, where is she in the Bronx at the funeral? Oh, oh, oh is she in the Bronx? Yeah, she's coming oh, to I'm, the funeral. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just Today's that, Tuesday. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm thinking well, she had a couple of crazy Penn Station stories to tell us. Okay. So we will speak to Alice in just a matter of moments. So a little, little recap. Uh, my bad. A little recap on Penn Station. Yeah, Alice is covering the funeral this yeah. morning for Mia Sotis. Familiar. And that does lead our big three this morning, Todd. Uh, is the funeral in the Fordham section of the Bronx for the slain police officer? And as we mentioned, Alice Dr. Rossini is reporting live. Also in the big three, controversy continues to swirl over Donald Trump Jr.'s meeting with a Russian lawyer last year. He reportedly was told that the Russian government was trying to help the Trump campaign. And rounding out the big three, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, with his record low approval ratings, God love him, takes a turn as a radio sports talk show host. He gets into a shouting match with a listener. I'm going to do what he does. When I disagree with a listener, I'll just do what he did yesterday. You're a communist. Well, you know, he didn't yell, though. I mean, I've heard the audio bite. We have the audio bite. Yeah. Call him a communist. Uh, you know, he's, is he really auditioning yes. for, the, for the fan? Yeah, really? He may get the job. He actually I don't may. think so. Okay. No, see, I think they'd like to hire him. What is fifteen percent approval rating? Would that translate over to the fan? Well, get some controversy, <laughs> get some, uh, get some press. Hey, we got Mets tickets coming your way seven thirty and eight thirty. It is the All Star break. There is one Met perhaps participating on the bench. That would be Michael Conforto. You know, Christie. I don't think he was yelling. I, I didn't hear him yelling at the caller. He said some things to the caller. I thought the caller got the best of Christie, though. The caller manhandled Chris Christie, I thought. Mike from Montclair. Yeah, and incidentally. We may, we may get him. Ray knows him. Ray, yeah, Ray, our associate producer, uh, who had spent some time at CBS, yes. and he had worked at The Fan. Ray knows this guy, yeah. Mike from Montclair, actually has his personal contact information. We may get so, him on later. We'll see if he really is a communist. We're trying to get him. Let's call him a communist to hang to up get on him. him. On. All right, so Alice Dr. Rossini was at... Penn Station yesterday. I'm sorry, I, I conflated a moment ago. She is uh, in the Bronx in uh, the Fordham section. Of course, the funeral for the slain officer happens this morning at 10 a.m. So we have Alice in the Bronx. However, Alice has a couple of follow-ups from yesterday at Penn Station, where we had her yesterday morning at this time. Alice, welcome back to Len and Todd. Hi, Todd. How are you? Are, what are you referring to? Well, you saw somebody fall down the stairs and crack their head open. What? Yeah, that was that was just as everybody was leaving. Yeah, the press was actually scrambling yesterday because uh, Chuck Schumer and Cory Booker decided to have a press conference at 30th and 11th at 10 o'clock yesterday morning. And just as everybody was scrambling out of there to go meet those guys, they were talking about the Gateway Project, building new tracks and tunnels, blah blah blah. So a commuter fell down the steps and, like, cracked his head open. Whoa. So it was like, oh, sorry, got to go. Was this the main, uh, right on, on 7th Avenue? Was this the main stairs? Down? Where, where was this, where the guy uh, fell? It, it was the main stair, I believe. Wow. It was was that was that person okay? You said cracked their head open. I really... Honestly, I was, like, running out because I was getting ticketed. Yeah. And I, yeah, so <laughs> I was I, getting I, ticketed again. Yeah. Yeah, I was getting ticketed. All right. the and then that's the other issue is Alice got a ticket. Now, Alice has a couple of issues here, and I, I thought we would maybe gather some information. Oh, Alice has a lot of issues. You didn't tell me you were going to do this, Todd. Well, Listen, you, you told all's me fair. Listen, you can't say anything off mic, Alice. It winds up oh. on the air. Haven't you learned by now? So what happened? Alice, you know, you do have uh, press pass and press plates and, and all these things, and you were 
okay to park in a certain area yesterday, and there was an officer that said, hey, no problem, you're the press, you can park here. But then that cop went on break, and then a new cop gave you a ticket? What happened? Well, that's what we're assuming. What happened is outside of uh, Madison Square Garden, Penn Station, there was a huge, a huge press zone. Yeah, there is. No, it's gone, Len. It is? That press zone is gone. Yeah, it's become a pedestrian plaza. They got rid of the the, the press zone so people can walk around in this plaza. So here we are in the midst of this big story. Everybody's going to be there for weeks to come. All the press is there, and we're all going, geez, where did you park? Where did you park? Where did you park? And all of the big... TV vehicles with their satellite things on top. They were parked right on 34th. They park wherever they want. That's the way it works. Right. Right. And nobody tickets them. And then the rest of us that just have little cars with our little NYP plates on them, we're kind of scattered in taxi zones. And And for those that don't know, if you see a plate that just has NYP, it doesn't mean New York police. It means New York press. You know, the secret of not getting a ticket is you have to park on the sidewalk. (laughs) <laughs> if you park on the sidewalk like the tr- the, the TV vans do, really? oh, yeah. this must be the media. Right, now, now, here's the issue. Now, Alice got a ticket, but this is what we need to ask. If we have any police officer listeners that are listening right now, listen to this. Alice might have a little loophole with her ticket, so she gets a ticket. Oh. And, Alice, what was omitted on the ticket? The date. The date. Ah, beautiful. Oh, it's invalid. I'm hoping. Oh, if, oh, that's if there's anything, if there is absolutely anything missing, uh, anything that is incorrect, the ticket is totally hey, invalid. Alice, either it's invalid or Todd will pay for it. No, One or the invalid. other, you're it's covered. Invalid. You're covered. Guaranteed. And, you know, that's what I told Alice because yeah. Alice texted me. He's like, son of a, I got a ticket. And he said, the cop left the date off the ticket. And yeah, I said, well, and it's I, invalid. And I said, to, I text, Alice, what I text right back, I said, I, I'm guessing that ticket is probably void. Yeah, I'm hope. Well, I called DCPI and I said, "Hey, listen. Number one, what are you going to do about the press zone around Madison Square Garden and Penn Station? Considering we're all going to be there for the next two months. And uh, number two, I got a ticket and there's no date on it. Does it count?" She said, uh, "I definitely fight it, and it should be invalid." But guys, I've gotten I got a ticket covering. Um, covering 9-11 ceremonies in an NYP zone. Oh, boy. I submitted pictures in the NYP zone with the picture of my car in the zone, and the, the ticket had to be paid anyway. So, wow. I, I, yeah, I really feel like there's a war on, and it's, it's kind of frustrating. In fact, I just arrived, arrived here on the Grand Concourse, and I go up to the cops. All the satellite trucks are here. All the TV trucks are here. And he said, um, you have to have a news van. You have to be broadcasting from your vehicle. I said, trust me, sir. I will be broadcasting from my vehicle. I'm sorry, I'm just a car. And he was like, all right. uh, There you have it. All right, Alice, we got about a minute here. Uh, We're going to have you out, obviously, on the Grand Concourse uh, in the Bronx all morning. The horrific situation, the the funeral for Mia Soto's familiar. What do you see so far? Oh, yeah. Just for right now, there's barricades everywhere. Very difficult to get around here. Barricades for as far as I can see. I'm at 187 in Grand Concourse right across the street from the World Changers Church, where uh, Minnesota's Familia is going to, uh, funeral services will be held. And it's very difficult to get around this area. Stay away. There's no parking, barricades for blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks. And right now, just a lot of police vehicles, uh, trucks, news vans, news cars, and uh, just a lot of cops standing around, you know, to keep the peace and keep everything organized here today. All right, Alice, we'll talk to you, obviously, multiple times during the morning uh, on this uh, terrible day. 
Uh, a lot of coverage this morning here on 710 WOR. Also, uh, interesting observation about the church I want to get into uh, a little later on with you guys. It is 617. It's Len and Todd, 710 WOR. Let's dive into the latest revelation last night, a new little uh, info drop from the New York Times on Donald Trump Jr. Well, it's a nothing burger. You told me. So I, uh, I just believe whatever you tell me, Todd. You told me it was a nothing burger. Welcome to Nothing Burger. Can I take your order, please? I think it might uh, be a something burger, but that's that's just me. 618. Quick break. Back in a second. It's Len and Todd. Traffic now. Here's Bernie Viter. Hey, Joe, before we get into one of many discussions on Donald Trump Jr. this morning and the New York Times uh, second piece that rolled out last night, you fell for it, Joe. I, I heard you toward the end of your 5 o'clock newscast. You fell for it. Why are you giving all, them, uh, all this free press to these guys? Who are you talking about? One of the richest guys on the planet. Oh, Amazon. Yeah, why are you giving Bezos a lot, of pe- a lot of people? I understand that. But I'm, a, a I'm a capitalist. Look. Listen, I, I'm an unabashed capitalist through and through. Are you an Amazon Prime member? I am a Prime okay, member. There you go. But and, and we use Prime. Yeah. Uh, I know, thought last. It's tonight or last night? It started, it started last night. Started last night. Go okay. Today. This is their special edition of Black yeah, Friday yeah. in July. But for the Amazon amount Prime. of free press that the media is giving Amazon. Who well, you just have, did it again. Who, no, I'm not going into all the details. I'm, I'm chastising all of the press coverage. I'm mean, chastising you, Joe. You know what? Fo- folks are giving God, out millions like of people all, all are interested in this. Millions of people will participate. Yeah, Todd. It's, a, it's an issue yeah. to be discussed in the news. Amazon, you just brought it up again. So. Amazon is laughing at all the free press coverage that they're getting and not having to buy uh, uh, advertising. I'll give you that. That's They're getting good. millions and millions yeah. and millions in free advertising for the Prime Day deal. Hey, so did Donald Trump. And incidentally, <laughs> the analysis by many of the uh, shopping experts is you're not always getting the best deal with I this, heard that. this yeah. Amazon yeah. thing yeah. as well. You could get a better price somewhere else. Right. But we are talking about them, so there's some more free commercials and, for And people will be checking Amazon and other online retailers because they're competing. What other online retailers are there? Target. Target, no, I, yeah. I, I, there's a lot of Walmart. But everyone goes to Amazon. must dwarf all of them, right? Well, they have their own fleet of planes now. You know, they have their own cargo oh, right, jets, yeah. which uh, this was a story that came out a couple of years ago that they were planning a fleet of cargo jets and that with Amazon doing their own air service, this could put the squeeze on FedEx and UPS. Wow. Well, yeah. they already deliver a lot of their packages. Do they own that laser ship? Is that you ever notice you get packages sometimes with with Amazon? I think I've gotten UPS, I've gotten some FedEx, I get, I get USPS, but sometimes you get laser ship. And I remember with laser ship, you'd have a guy pull up in like a in a in a eighty seven you know in an eighty seven Oldsmobile all dented and bashed in. Yeah. And the guy would get out of his car. Why with they call your, it laser, whatever. No, it was uh, the name of the company. Oh. Yeah, the name of the company was like Laser Ship. I don't oh. know if they're still around. What? But... Are they using drones? No, they're no. not using drones. Well, they yeah, said they were going yet. to. I, not, I mean, they said that, they were that was another to. hype job story. And then we did it. Another, another more free, free publicity. Exactly. Oh, I love it. That's what we do best. No, but there was one service called Laser Ship that was delivering Amazon packages. And seriously, some guy would pull up to your place in some smashed up Chrysler and yes. just get out of his personal car and drop your package off on your. You front. don't care what his car looks like as long as you get your package. Exactly. <laughs> just, just True. making an observation. Yeah. So let let me get this straight. I know it's a nothing burger. So why are you even discussing? Let me get this straight. You're going to say that now the New York Times has proved that Donald Trump Jr. has lied. I'm not saying they proved anything. I'm just saying he changed the story, 
and that the Times now says that he was told in an email, but it hasn't been proven, it's just sources again, that uh, it was the Russian government. So uh, there's stuff, you know, there's smoke there. That's why we have a special prosecutor. But just to dismiss it, as 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 the conservative media does, oh, it's a nothing burger. And, and then the conservative media makes fun of CNN. Look at all the coverage they're giving it. I mean, it's just a big game between the two sides. Let the let the special prosecutor do his job or the special the counsel. analysis is running the gamut. Anywhere from, yeah, there's really nothing to see here. And anybody in this situation, any campaign. And listen, I'm not convinced that this Russian lady didn't also work the Hillary Clinton campaign. But that doesn't matter again. But, but Stop bringing what, that what up. What do you mean that it doesn't it matter? It has no how, effect. How does it have no effect? Because that's not the story. She's not president of the United States. What we're trying to figure out is and, what was the connection and, between the what? Russians either, and the Trump campaign. Either was Trump when this happened. Trump was not the president of the United States. he was States. running for office. So was Hillary and, Clinton. Yes. Do you, th- do you, yes, do you think that the Hillary, he won. Do you think the Hillary Clinton folks would come forward and say, oh, yes, this Russian lawyer lady, this Natalia, whatever the hell her name is, oh, she worked us over, too. Now you're just doing a smokescreen. I'm not doing a, I'm no not doing a smoke screen. The I'm, issue is I'm not a whole, what did the I'm, I'm not a wholesale broker of, of Donald Trump defense. Well, but you're doing this you're saying, well, Hillary Hillary take Hillary out. She's not president. This is all about Trump and the Russians. Stop bringing up the excuse. Well, Hillary would stop. That means nothing. The only story that counts is what was Trump's relationship with the Russians? I don't uh, know. And that's what the special counsel is going to out. Because this happened last June prior to when Trump even technically officially had the nomination. I mean, he essentially had it sealed up. But it is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, it was before the nomination. Well, if you believe the stories, the Russians wanted Trump to win. And that's what our our uh, intelligence services have already said, that the Russians wanted Trump to win. That's the issue. And I don't that doubt that. Is the I- I'm issue. not disputing that because Putin has a disdain and a hatred for Hillary Clinton, is repulsed by her cankles, and uh, wanted Trump to win. No doubt about it. However, we have the Donald Trump Jr. situation. Some are calling him a liar now. And, of course... You seemed to harp yesterday on the fact that he had changed his story. Well, he did. But what do you make out of his tweet? You think he's just covering his butt? You know, so bottom line is we are seeing some of the paint to peel off the, the amateur hour uh, situation with the Trump kids and those associated. Jared Kushner, Donald Trump Jr., they're not well-seasoned politicos here. And uh, I'm not saying that that's an excuse, but they, they also, I think there was a, a good deal of naivete here. That's fair. Uh, that, that's involved. But, but that's you know, a problem of the boss putting his kids in that position. But also, wait a minute, there's a good deal of naivete on Donald Trump's part as that's well. That's what I'm saying. That's uh, what I just said. You know, as, as the president, he still remains in a position where I don't know if he understands. I think he's getting a quick education on the ins and outs of Washington, and he can't run things like his... Uh, you know, Trump real estate empire, you know, where he's just snapping his fingers and things happen. He's 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 got a real big wake up call on that. We'll, we'll get into Donald Trump Jr. And, uh, you know, he had a couple of tweets yesterday. He had a sarcastic tweet. Then he tried to do a little cover on why the story shifted. We'll get into all this. It's a busy damn show today. It's Len and Todd on 710 WOR. Mets tickets on the way at 730 in about an hour. Then again at 830. 
But first, let's grab some headlines and Joe Bartlett. Already, Todd, Mayor de Blasio defending his decision to fly to Germany to protest the G20 after the killing of police officer Minnesota's Familia. He tells New York One that some people are trying to politicize the situation, adding the attention should be on the family. PBA President Pat Lynch among the critics saying that uh, de Blasio should have been in New York City throughout the weekend. The funeral for uh, the officer will be held later today in the Bronx. PBA President Pat Lynch is saying that Familia was targeted simply because she had a badge. We cannot allow this anti-police atmosphere to put our police officers at danger. If we in uniform are in danger, the public doesn't have a chance. And police now investigating the death of two toddlers in the Bronx as a possible homicide. The Post says an autopsy shows two-year-old Olivia G. died of blunt force trauma. Her three-year-old brother also found dead. An autopsy will be done on him later today. Mother's boyfriend is now being questioned. He's a Bloods gang member. They say it looks like the girl may have been punched in the stomach. Oh, jeez. Yeah, absolutely terrible. Hey, a high school student scored an exclusive interview with Defense Secretary Mad Dog Mattis. Did you see how? The White House accidentally shared his phone number. Uh, Seattle-area sophomore Teddy Fisher saw a photo of an official walking with a stack of papers and was able to make out the words Jim Mad Dog Mattis in a phone number. He called the number and, hey, there's Mad Dog. <laughs> interviewed him for 45 minutes. Yeah, it's great. Well, it was Trump's bodyguard. Trump's bodyguard was holding a handful of papers, yeah. and on the outside of the papers that he was carrying was a yellow post-it note that said Jim Mad Dog Mattis, and then a phone number, <laughs> and the picture was clear enough that he was able to zoom in and get the phone number and then just called it and then finally texted the number and got a text back. How many times have you done it? You've seen pictures oh, and you all, zoom in all the time. Yeah, I do it. I do it, all, I do it all myself. The, all, yeah, all the yeah. time. Hey, speaking of the horrific case of uh, the officer slain and the funeral today for Mia Sotis, familiar, uh, we've got to deal with this stupid judge. Oh, yeah. I knew you were going to bring that up. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Len, are you aware of the story? Very much so. This is, we have the dumbest yeah. judge maybe uh, of the year. It's only June, uh, July. It's only July. But we have the dumbest judge of the year. And, folks, you've got to hear this story. And this is a, a local story on the heels of, of New York City police officers being targeted. What the hell is the matter with this judge? We'll tell you the story next on 710 WOR at 635. Here's traffic and Bernie Viter. This could be the dumbest judge in America right now. N- not only uh, here in the New York area, but this could be the dumbest judge in the United States of America. Hey, Blaine, who is filling in for Natalie this week, could you try to track down Judge Lauren Bailey Schiffman? Well, I'll give you a hint here. Uh, she declined comments <laughs> at WNBC and hung up on a Post reporter. So does that tell you everything you need to know about well, Blaine's attempts to reach I, her? I, 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 I'm not going to be satisfied. Are you saying that because you're against me, Lenny, or it's just the the media in general? No, I'm just saying that you're not going to get through. <laughs> I, I am I'm, not just, I'm be... just saving you a phone call. I'm, I'm on not, your side. Blaine's not, you... filling in for Natalie today. I'm trying to help you, you out here. You still have Blaine. to try. I'm not going to be satisfied until this dumbass judge hangs up on Blaine, our fill-in executive producer today. So try to hunt down Brooklyn criminal court judge. Well, she's not a criminal court judge. That's the problem. Well, Brooklyn criminal court well, judge, is that, that's what she was, presi- that, that's what she was presiding over. That's not her normal yeah, gig. So her, her nor- what's her normal uh, gig? Uh, her normal gig is to take care of uh, lawsuits. Okay, but... She handles 
So she was a civil, she was a civil, civil judge. Lawsuits, yeah. All right. Now, but she, for whatever reason, right. she was in rotation or assigned right. her actual position, the designation right. at the time of this decision right. this past weekend was Brooklyn Criminal Court Judge. So I don't know how they do the assignments or whether there's a rotation on covering weekends or however this works, but she was in the position of Brooklyn Criminal Court Judge over the weekend, this Lauren Bailey Schiffman. What a dumbass. Schiffman or a Shipman? Schiffman, S-C-H-I-F-F-M-A-N. Does anyone know Lauren Bailey Schiffman? Hey, Len, don't make excuses for this. Dumbass judge. Wait, 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 what are you looking at me for? Well, because you, you, it's almost like, oh, well, this is not her normal role. No, She's this, normally well, a, you well, know, a civil judge. She shouldn't be in that position. But how about if you're a judge and you've been schooled, you've been to law school, clearly you're, you're on the bench. Uh, you don't have to be a, a, a daily criminal judge or a criminal court judge to know what a good decision is and what a bad decision is. All right. For those that don't, obviously we're, we're hyping this up. We've, we've, I'm not we've excuses for her. I'm just telling you <laughs> what, what happened here. Uh, here's what happened. This is nuts. This is crazy. All right, tell the here's story. Here's the story. Wait. Hurry up. All right. On the heels of what happened to Mia Soto's familia, and the funeral starts at 10 a.m. this morning, she was gunned down by a mentally whacked out nut job that just shot her, exec- executed this mother of three. It turns out that... Over the weekend, this this uh, other crazed guy, another deranged wacko. Curdell Emanuel, 29 years old, mentally troubled. Right. So this Curdell Emanuel goes into a police precinct. It was the 83rd Precinct Station House in Brooklyn. So this Curdell Emanuel goes in. He jumps on a cop, attempts to steal the firearm from a female officer of the female police officer now she was quick apparently jumped on the guy and took him down to the ground and he was then arrested on the spot and he so, said he wanted to kill cops exactly right? so this Curdell Emanuel lunged at the cop at the 83rd in Brooklyn tried to grab her gun tried to yank it out of the holster was unsuccessful what the situation was neutralized the guy was arrested so he was arraigned on sunday and was before this dumbass judge lauren bailey Schiffman. the prosecutors wanted him held with without bail two hundred fifty thousand dollars i'm sorry two hundred fifty thousand dollars bond the prosecutors want well obviously if you're going to give this mentally ill guy oh really if, you, if you're going to give this guy $250,000 bond, he wasn't getting out. He was going to be held. Yeah. If, if anything, you hold this guy. Well, they released him on his own recognizance. Well, that's, that's the point here. If, if anything, you hold this guy uh, for mental evaluation. Instead, this judge, uh, Lauren Bailey Schiffman, uh, let him go. Uh, so the, the prosecutors wanted him held, $250,000 bail. And the judge let this guy we, out. We may have some inside information here on uh, line one here, Todd. Right. Bob, have, Bob? Uh, uh, Bob says he works with the judge. Is a, is a phone line working there? Uh, Bob, are you there? Yeah, here we go again. Hang on a sec. Hang on a minute. Uh, yeah, line, i got to go to plan B here because okay. th- this phone system's not working very well. Uh, Bob, oh, hey, it's are, Len Bob. and Todd. Hi there. Hi, guys. Good morning. So you, now, um, you're in Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah. I don't work with the judge uh, per se. I do work at the courthouse. Uh, she works maybe once a month in criminal court. 
And I have to tell you, uh, it's a complete nightmare when every, every time she works. Really? Uh, what she did is completely outrageous. The the, the governor uh, or the mayor, whoever is in charge of removing criminal court judges, should remove her. This isn't the first time she's obstructed justice. Um, uh, it's just she's putting every citizen of New York, every citizen of the United States of America in danger. With Bob, what do, you, what do you do there at the courts? Um, I'd rather, oh, you I'd don't want to say? say? Okay. All right. Um, you know, I am there daily, though. Uh, and her name has come up again, again, and again, and she's only there maybe once a month. So uh, she's a problem for every agency that works in that courthouse, whether it be the Office of Court Administration. I'm just looking at her picture, and she just looks like a liberal, wacko, feel-good, oh, uh, let everyone free judge. Yeah, well, you hit the nail right on the head. She's, uh, she is crazy, uh, uber-liberal, uh, and it's just it's a real it's a real shame what happened uh, the other day with this case that you're talking about now, but I'm not surprised at all when I read her uh, name in the paper. I said, yeah, sure, this is her. This is her mo. So, so you've had other you you know other cases. Uh, oh oh absolutely absolutely yep. Wow, all right, Bob. Yep. Thanks, pal. Right. Good information. Th- thanks, Appreciate Bob. It. Appreciate Good it. stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, how about that? I mean, you never know who's listening to the show. So, so well, let's back up just half a second. So this guy can affirm exactly yeah. what we just sur- well, I surmised. I mean, you're in agreement with me, I right? I just wanted to back up one yeah. half a second. You could tell by her picture yes. that she's a wacko liberal. I can can look, I see the picture? Yes. I can look at her picture and tell you she's, wow. a, she's a Rachel Maddow, MSNBC watching liberal whack nut. <laughs> yes. Just for her picture. Yes. Just looking at her picture. Okay. Just, just checking. I mean, I'm incensed at this story. You tell. just had a cop murdered. You had the mother of three murdered. The funerals today, and this nut judge lets this guy out who tried to grab a gun at the 83rd in Brooklyn, even said he wanted to kill cops, and this lady lets him out uh, under his own recognizance? No bond? No bail? Blaine, do you have the Holy. hose in there? Can you, can you come hose Todd down? He's very uh, hold, agitated. Hold here. on. I actually have a couple of audio bites we haven't listened to yet. Pat Lynch, who uh, is you oh, know, yeah. head of the PBA, you bet. Uh, he's commenting on this. We'll get to that next. Hold on. Get me Schiffman on the phone. All right, next. Hose him down. On 710-WOR. I'll tell you what. I, I am still livid. I'll be livid all day. This judge, I, I'm hoping... That uh, is, does the governor does Cuomo have oversight over this judge this idiotic? Well, I would assume it's not the uh, it's not the mayor. Brooklyn criminal court judge. Does, yeah, I would guess. Does would Cuomo guess have oversight technically? I would guess on Judge Lauren Bailey Schiffman. Well, who who selects these judges? Are they elected or are they appointed? Yeah, it's a good question. Maybe we can find out. All right. Exactly, uh, you know how how this judge came to the bench, and with this, it was, I don't care if this judge is typically assigned to civil court, handling contracts and whatever. Well, they shouldn't of, do that at this level. They shouldn't. I mean, do come that. on, you, well, that's if, wrong by itself. If you're a judge, you and you're doing criminal court every once in a while. How do you let a guy go that says that he wants to kill cops and tried to grab a gun out of a cop's holster? Inside of the 83rd precinct the way, in Brooklyn, did they follow up what happened to this uh, guy after he was released? 
Well, his, his his mom is commenting on him. You're talking about his yeah. mother? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I was just wondering, well, it says a woman, stepmother. Yeah, so his mother or whoever the hell they she said is. said he's not well. No, he's mentally he ill. Mental blah, blah, blah. Well, then hold this guy. Then, then hold him for mental evaluation. Right. But for the judge and the prosecutors, again, wanted uh, essentially uh, a not attainable uh, attainable bond of $250,000 to hold this guy. And the judge says, nope. You know, it's, you, you you tried to grab a gun out of a cop's holster over the weekend in Brooklyn. You, you're threatening to kill cops. He said you he wanted to kill cops. And this judge, this dope judge, Lauren Bailey Schiffman, just lets the guy go, uh, released on his own recognizance. Uh, he was at home uh, as of Sunday night. He was at his home in East Flatbush, and his stepmother apparently told the New York Post that She's, quote, absolutely tried to get him uh, some help. Yeah. He has mental health issues. The problem you have is you have someone who is not well, and you can still get conflicting stories, whatever the heck that means. Uh, there's no conflicting story here. This judge should have held this. Can you imagine the blood that would be on this judge's hands if it turns out that this mentally ill guy actually is able to... Uh, Follow through with his threat to kill police officers. You have some Patrick Lynch uh, yeah, sound yeah, there because yeah, yeah. so, he's he's obviously unhappy too. Well, uh, Patrolman's Benevolent Association and president he should be. Here's Pat Lynch. The detectives interviewed and he said, "Yes, my mission was to kill police officers. This was placed before the judge, but she decided, well, he's not dangerous. My mission is to kill police officers, and uh, you can hear in Pat Lynch's voice, he's pissed. He's being sarcastic yeah, there." Sure. I, uh, I mean, that's from Channel 4, by the way. Here's another Pat Lynch cut. We're in an anti-police world. Mentally unstable people want to kill police officers. One just did in the Bronx. How about the fact that we just had that's that call thing. from uh, Bob, who's, who yeah. knows the judge. We, well, folks, if you missed it last segment, we had a, a caller named Bob, who apparently works out at the courthouse in Brooklyn, knows this judge and says she's a, a liberal looney tune. So there have been problems with her in the past. Yep. yep. And that she should, he said what? That she should be removed from the bench. Well, uh, I'm sure this story isn't over. Uh, there's going to be more fallout from this, and they've got to follow this guy. Where is he? What's he up to? Well, I, I got to believe. You know, the cops know where he lives. I got to believe that they are keeping an eye on this guy to make sure. Well, we'll do that more than that, I think. I, I hope he's under surveillance. I think, well, they put out a bulletin on this guy, so oh, all they, cops have been alerted to this guy. They, they yeah. put out a, a one sheet. Yep. They, they put out like a bolo with yep. this guy's picture. You keep saw that, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, they got to keep an eye on it. There's a, there's a mug shot. There's a picture of this guy, and it's this guy wants to, it's something to the effect that this guy wants to kill cops, and it's being handed out to uh, all these mm-hmm. NYPD officers to be on the lookout for this. It's crazy. This guy's this on guy. the street, isn't it? 29-year-old Cordell Emanuel. Who definitely has uh, mental issues. Yeah. Eh, terrible stuff. Uh, Terry from the newsroom just brought this in. Bailey Schiffman, this dopey judge, this imbecile, this imbetard, was elected as a civil court judge in 1999. She was later appointed to the more high-profile post of acting Brooklyn Supreme Court judge where she handles weekend, ass- appointed uh, we- by whom? weekend arraignments. Appointed by whom? I wonder if it's Cuomo. Well, come on, Gov. It says... Let's get a little gov- gubernatorial veto. Later appoint. I wonder if it's Cuomo. Yeah. I mean, this is... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just insanity. All right. You ready to spar on Donald Trump Jr.? No sparring. It's just fact. Take some phone calls after the news. 7 o'clock. Back in a minute. It is 7.06 as we embark on our second hour here on a Tuesday. We've got Mets tickets on the way at 7.30. Mets tickets again on the way at 8.30. Now, there's no turning point because uh, we're in the All-Star break. We are. And how about Judge with the home run derby last night? Do you have the stats? Did he whack a bunch of... Yeah, about two million. (laughs) And two of them went about a mile. So, yeah, those are the stats you need to know. He, uh, he was unbelievable, and he is an unbelievable player. He set the Yankees rookie record for him. He has 30 home runs at the All-Star break. Phenomenal. And he, and he easily won the home run inning contest. Yeah. This guy's got a great career in front of I, him. I was already nervous going into it. I think everybody was a little nervous. But, uh, but what, once Justin put on that show like that, I just had to go to work. You know, I was having fun out there and just said I had to go to work. Well, there you have it. There you have it. <laughs> I, 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 I got to go to work. Yeah. How about in the first round? He had to hit 23 to advance. The guy yeah. before him had 22 home runs. <laughs> he did it. So. And he did it. Well, he set the mark. What was the deal? He hit a whole bunch. Uh, what was, There was some benchmark he hit. Like, he hit five that were. Well, he hit two over 500 feet. Yeah, there we go. So, he had a bunch <laughs> over five. There we go. Yes. Yeah. 500 feet. That's mantle-esque. That's yeah. like tape measure jobs. That's unbelievable. Pretty incredible. All right. Uh, big three stories here on a Tuesday. We've got the funeral of Mia Sotis familiar today, the slain officer uh, in uh, the Bronx. 10 o'clock is funeral time. Officers from all around the country will attend. It is be some site, huh? It is projected 25,000 wow. might attend the funeral today. And we'll get into more details. We'll talk to Alice coming up, who's positioned uh, on the Grand Concourse today in the Fordham section of the Bronx, where this church is located in the old theater. Ray, what's the st- the church's, this old theater? Ray, could you grab the mic in there, Ray, our associate producer? This church is uh, part of, what, what's the story with this church, Ray? Is is Ray in the, the studio? Where's, uh, I guess Ray is... Ray? Yes, you hear me now. There, there we go. Yeah, uh, okay. the, the, the church is actually in an old theater that's one of five of the wonder theaters that were built in New York City. Uh, it was one of the movie palaces. Yep. If, if you've heard a lot about that Brooklyn Kings that was renovated a few years ago, okay. this is one of its sister theaters. Uh, but a few of them that are surviving, three of them are churches, these mega churches. If you ever heard of Reverend Ike, he's got one. There's one in Jamaica. But this is one of them that's been converted for uh, for use as a church. But it's a, a beautiful, uh, you know, almost 100-year-old theater that theater. this is being held in. Yeah, this is the World Changers Church. And you know who's associated with this church? The controversial Creflo Dollar which uh, bring up a couple of things later on on Creflo. I don't know if he's going to be, I don't know who's officiating the service or the funeral today uh, for uh, Officer uh, Familia. But uh, Creflo Dollar, there's a big banner. So I I guess this, it's Creflo Dollar's church, and he's a very controversial pastor out of Atlanta. So uh, I don't know if she was a member of the church or this was the venue that was chosen. I I don't know the story. What makes him controversial? Well... You know what? Hold on to that thought. We'll get into it later on because okay. we, we want to talk about Donald Trump Jr. here. But I've, I've got a whole little dossier on this Creflo Dollar guy who <laughs> this is a crazy story. 
uh, on him and his lavish lifestyle, and I'm not a big fan of this Creflo Dollar guy. Uh, rounding out the big three, so uh, the funeral for office are familiar today, obviously. Uh, rounding out the big three stories here, we've got the Donald Trump Jr. story, which the New York Times had a, a round two last night, which we'll get into here momentarily. We've got some audio bites. We'll grab some phone calls on this. And, Len, I'm going to put in our top three. Be careful with your cell phone. It could electrocute you and kill you. Well, that's not good. No. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think there was electricity on my cell phone. Well, how do you think it operates? I don't plug it in. I mean, I plug it in to charge there, it. There you go. Oh, okay. and I charge it. Well, yeah, when you charge it, you're plugging it into oh. the wall. Well, there was but, some crazy story recently about somebody. Well, there's another story oh, there's out. another one? Another yeah. one out yesterday on a, oh, an electrocution well. death with a cell phone. But even when it's not plugged in, there's still electricity. The battery is providing electricity to your phone. That's how it works. Yeah, I can't imagine. So if I drop that in the bathtub? No. With, no. with, with a battery, you're okay. Clearly, it yeah. has to do with the, the yeah. charger. So. Okay. We'll get into that coming up in just a bit. On to Donald Trump Jr. and the story last night that the New York Times uh, hit with. And do you think, let me me ask you a question here. Joe, uh, weigh in if you'd like as well. Do you think that Donald Trump Jr. deliberately lied or you think that he is, well, remembering things that happened a year ago? I think he's being evasive. Uh, That's my answer. I think uh, he is a little naive, and he didn't know what to report about this meeting. If you look at it, because he's a novice. He went into this meeting, supposed to get some dirt, didn't get any dirt. And that lady wanted to talk about legislation. All right, that's enough. See you later. On to the next thing. Never, you know, I don't think he really seriously made any connection that this, hey, this is the Kremlin trying to influence me. No. Well, no. that's that's pretty stupid. What? If, if he didn't realize that, because that's what the email told him. Uh, that so, set up the meeting. No, I, I think know. he went there looking for the information. So to answer your question, Todd, I don't know if he's, like, uh, lying. I think he was just being a little evasive. And when the Times got more information, he said, oh, yeah, I remember now. So I'm a little, a little bit suspect. All right. Well, the Times headline said last night, Trump Jr. was told an email of Russian effort to aid campaign. So the claim here is, according to the New York Times, and they're claiming three sources. All right. Before arranging, this is from the Times last night, before arranging a meeting with a Kremlin-connected Russian lawyer he believed would offer him compromising information about Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump Jr. was informed in an email that the material was part of a Russian government effort to aid his father's candidacy, according to three people with knowledge of the email. The email to the younger Trump was sent by Rob Goldstone, a publicist and former British tabloid reporter. Do you know the story on this this Rob Goldstone? Well, he had something to do with that uh, Miss Universe pageant or something. This is this is crazy. So, it turns out that Rob Goldstone told the Washington Post that he had arranged the meeting at the request of a Russian client and had attended this along with the Russian uh, lawyer, this Natalia. Veselnitskia. Turns out this Goldstone guy, have you seen a picture of him? He's not the uh, the epitome of health. He's, uh, what are you laughing at, Joe? Not a good picture. Is This not guy is just a, a <laughs> he looks, <laughs> this guy is in, just obese and just, yeah. just wobbling around. So you saw the picture, right? I did, yeah. yeah. I, I think I saw a video of this guy. So this Goldstone works with a Russian pop star whose father, this story is just, it's all kinds of arms and legs hanging off. This Goldstone works with 
a Russian pop star. Turns out the Russian pop star's father, Lem, is a wealthy developer in Russia who sponsored Trump's Miss Universe pageant back in yeah. 2013. Correct. The pop star's name is Emin Agalarov and apparently says that his billionaire father would be busy building a Trump Tower right now if Trump had not chosen to enter politics. He's claiming that his father was about to enter into some type of business deal to build some big Trump Tower or Trump-branded building right. somewhere. Okay. Turns out that this 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 uh, music guy, this this pop singer Russia, this uh, Agalarov, likes to brag about his dad's relationship with President Trump, and Trump once appeared in this singer's music video. You want to hear some audio? You want you want to hear some? Oh, Trump was in the video, right? Yeah, Trump was in the video. Correct. So here's the Trump cameo from the video. Wake him up right now. Trump is in the video. Come on. What's wrong with you? He's in a boardroom. What's wrong with you, Emin? Emin, let's get with it. You're always late. You're just another pretty face. I'm really tired of you. You're fired. <laughs> Trump was in this this guy's music so video. So that proves collusion right there. With well, the no. <laughs> there proved, you go. You proved it with the music video. It proves it's a goofy video is what it proves. This is Emin. This is what he sounds like. All right, a little bit of Emin. So, I mean, the story's crazy. Yeah. And it was that connection that right. brought this lawyer and the meeting, which apparently the claim now is from the New York Times that Trump knew from the e- This is the junior Trump. Junior. That Donald Trump yeah. Jr. knew from the email prior to the meeting that right. they allegedly had dirt on Hillary right. Clinton. In all, in all fairness, it is hearsay. That this, it is. This Absolutely. That's fair. I mean, you don't know what was really in that email and... But Donald Trump, the only thing that got to me, and I mentioned it yesterday, was Junior, was he changed the story. It's always a bad optic. As I've said one zillion times, it's not the crime, it's the cover-up. Have you heard Richard Painter? I heard you referring, didn't you? Yeah. You referred to him yesterday, I, I right? I mentioned him yesterday, pulled a couple audio bites on Richard Painter, right? who was an ethics attorney in the Bush administration for a couple of years, I think 2005 to 2007, if my... Memory serves me correctly. This guy's a weird dude. This guy, oh, Blaine is shaking his head. Blaine's, Blaine's filling it for Natalie. This guy's a strange guy. He talks, He's a Frankenstein-looking cat, right? <laughs> he he kind of talks out of the yeah. left. Talks out of the left side of his mouth. I'm worried like a, about you, Ty. You're making fun of this guy. You made fun of the Goldstone guy. You made fun of the judge's no, just appearance. A, you're making fun of everyone's you, appearance. You can make fun look. of me if you want. I'm not. No, you're you're, you're beyond reproach. You you're can such make a handsome, studly man. That uh, why would anyone do that? I'm just saying this Richard Painter guy is a weird dude. The analysis on what Trump Jr. did, it runs from, eh, no big deal, nothing burger, to treason, he's going to jail. I mean, the analysis on this is unbelievable. Well, how, do they figure, how do they figure jail? That doesn't, that seems like a stretch. Hold on to that thought. Also, you want to grab some phone calls on this? Well, yeah, sure. All right, right. 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. If you want to weigh in on the latest, you think Donald Trump Jr. is guilty, you think this is another nothing burger, we'll grab your calls, and you got to hear this Richard Painter guy. 
next on 710 WOR. Traffic first, here's Bernie Viner. At 725, we shall take your calls momentarily on the Donald Trump Jr. email situation now. The claim is, according to the New York Times, that Donald Trump Jr. originally lied that in early emails he knew that there was allegedly information that could damage Hillary Clinton, which came from the Russian government. That's the claim here. And the fact that Trump is being accused of, this is the junior Trump, this is Donald J. Trump Jr., he's being accused of changing the story. Because originally, the meeting with the Russian attorney, it was under the pretense of Russian adoptions. The adoption deal. And then later on, he said, uh, no, they had dirt on well, Hillary Clinton. after the Times gave him some more information. Now, the claim is that Donald Trump Sr. knew nothing about this meeting. That's what... Was point. even claimed yesterday that yeah. that Trump didn't know that the president Donald right. Trump did not know. And you know we had a couple of tweets before we go to phone calls here, and I want to play that Richard Painter audio. Though we'll grab a couple of phone calls on this. If you want to get in, you want to weigh in. You think this is an issue? You think Donald Trump Jr. is in trouble here, or is this, uh, as they call it, a nothing burger? Eight hundred three two one zero seven ten to get in and comment. Eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. You saw the trifecta of tweets out yesterday, right? From? from Donald Trump Jr. Yes. Yesterday morning, he tweeted out, uh, obviously, I'm the first person on a campaign to ever take a meeting to hear info about an opponent. Sarcasm. Went nowhere but had to listen. Sarcasm. Of, okay. of course, he was being sarcastic in the Fine. tone of All the right. tweet. Fine. That was at 8.55 yesterday morning. Then, at 9.44 yesterday morning, when he was challenged on the inconsistency of the statements that he originally allegedly said that it was about a Russian adoption, then it was the dirt on Hillary after the fact, he said no inconsistency in statements. Meeting ended up being primarily about adoptions. In response to further cues, I simply provided more details. And listen, it's plausible that right. he remembered. I mean, it was a year ago that this well, thing it's happened. It's just a little pattern of... Uh... Trump associates not remembering, then later on recalling Russian meetings. That's, that's a little pattern. And now we have the Senate Intelligence Committee. They're making rumblings that they now want to interview. They oh, sure. they want to talk to Donald Trump Jr. And he said he'll this. cooperate. And he tweeted out yesterday afternoon, just before 3 o'clock, happy to work with the committee to pass on what I know. Okay. Then we have, again, the range of what should happen to Donald Trump Jr. here. Listen, it's early in any investigation, if there's anything here. But you already have Richard Painter, who was the Bush ethics attorney for a couple of years in the Bush administration. And this guy's going all uh, apoplectic. Donald Trump Jr. Uh, and Jared Kushner were apparently both of them involved in this. And this was an effort to get opposition research on an opponent in an American political campaign from the Russians. This guy's like a caricature. I mean... <laughs> Have you, have you seen this guy, Len? Uh, yeah. Who are known to be engaged in spying inside the United States. We do not get our opposition research from spies. We do not collaborate with Russian spies unless we want to be accused of treason. And I can say I worked for two and a half years as the chief ethics lawyer of the Bush administration. The Bush administration never would have tolerated this. And if this story is true, we'd have one of them, if not both of them, in custody by now. <laughs> really? This guy, look, 
does this guy have the oddest speech pattern? <laughs> He's perfect. This Richard Painter guy. Uh, here's another bite. It's a very, very serious problem uh, that a high-ranking, several high-ranking representatives of the Trump campaign would not call the FBI about this, would go and meet with the Russians in order to obtain derogatory information about Secretary Clinton. That's not how we win elections in the United States. We don't use Russian agents, Russian spies to gather information on our opponents. We don't accept such information. Well, what do you say we go to the phones now and see if our callers want to hang Donald Trump Jr. Okay. by the testicles? Just, just remember, just because he talks funny doesn't mean he's not correct. But also, others have made the case that the first call should have been to the FBI. Others have made. He's not the only one who said that. Again, the range on, hey, this really is nothing to treason. He's going to jail. I mean, the... See what the callers say. Let's go to Elliot. Elliot is in New Jersey. Elliot, you're on with Len and Todd. Hi. Len, Todd, longtime listener. Thanks, Elliot. Thank you very much for wonderful mornings. I appreciate it very much. Thanks, pal. Uh, After with that opening that you guys just now gave me, you took the wind out of my sails. I mean... If somebody was running against me and somebody's calling me up saying I have dirt on my opponent, of course I'm going to listen to what the dirt is. Absolutely. And, well, and what if it says, but, but but the extra kicker here is it's coming from the Russian government. That doesn't set off any red flag. And that's what uh, some are saying is that the red flag or the flashing red light ought to be, it, it's coming from a foreign national government yeah. right, of Russia. But it's just coming from the government. It, it, they're not using it. They didn't use anything, but they're listening. There's no harm in listening. You don't know exactly what went down. I think you want to be a believer that there's nothing there, but we don't know what exactly has gone down. But if they got nothing, if they got no information, now the meeting was set up under those pretenses because she wanted to talk about this whole Magnitsky Act and the Russian adoption crap and and all that. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for the call, Elliot. I appreciate it. How about uh, Maggie here in the city? Maggie, you're next up with Todd. Hi, good morning. How are you? Great. How are you? Great. Uh, First of all, we're supposed to think that Donald's children are the smartest kids in the whole wide world. And all of a sudden, they didn't, he didn't realize that they were supposed to tell when they're having a meeting with somebody from the Kremlin. Um, well, hold, think- hold on, hold on. We, we don't know if the woman's from the Kremlin. You know, some reports have her Kremlin connected. Kremlin I, connected. I got to believe that she, she knows some folks and that she just didn't pop in on her own, uh, own volition. Yeah, but, uh, but you know what? Donald Trump knew. He knows everything. Yeah. They're not keeping anything from him. And they got some stuff from him. How come the next day he went out and said, where's those 30,000 emails? Yeah, that, there's a little connection people made that all of a sudden the next day saying, come on, Russia, put out those 30,000 emails. I, I, uh, they did get some information. I don't know if, if, right, if I don't think there's any you. proof that, that Trump actually knew. Uh, let's grab one more. How about, okay. how about Paul in Wayne, New Jersey? Uh, Paul's on what, on four? Yeah. Hold on, phone lines are dead. Let me... Let me drop Hang this. on, Paul. Yeah, We're our, almost there. Our phone system's not ready for prime time here. Right, we'll uh, get there someday. Paul, you're on with Len and Todd. Hi, Paul. Hey, how you doing this morning? i uh, doing well. Uh, we got, got about 30 seconds, Paul, so go ahead and schnit and run. And you got this guy, this painter guy, whatever his name is. Yeah. You know, the sad thing is, is that people like Lynn Berman get excited about this guy. He's hoping we can dig up enough trash to discredit the president. 
What else could be done here? All right, so you're saying that Len Berman wants Donald Trump Jr. and Sr. Uh, jailed? See, every little accusation, every little whisper, Berman gets excited. Paul. He's hoping that finally Paul. we can discredit this president. Paul. Who shouldn't be president, by the Paul. way? Do you listen to the show, Paul? Uh, yes. Lynn. Have you heard uh, me say a hundred times? That's why we have a special counsel. Is this the guy? That, wait a minute. Is this the guy that called Chris Christie a fat ass? <laughs> no, that's. <not> <laughs> You're a no, communist, I'm, Paul. I'm, You're a communist. Stop calling me here. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks Paul. Paul. Oh, incidentally, before yeah. the Mets tickets, yeah. Donald Trump Jr. has hired criminal defense attorney Alan Futerfest. Oh, he's lawyering up, huh? Yep. So uh, he, he is. Must lawyered. be guilty that. No, he's not necessarily guilty, <laughs> but he, but he has this Futerfest who's well. He's uh, string him up. Yeah, you know, he's actually defended some some Russians in the past. This well, guy. there you go. So he's had a lot of experience uh, in this. Seven thirty-three. Oh, let's boy. do some Mets tickets. Well, here's your chance to win a pair of tickets to see the. Mets and A's little interleague action on July the 21st at City Field. Be caller number 17, 800 You're the winner. Brought to you by your Tri-Honda dealers. Purchase tickets at Mets.com slash tickets. If we didn't get to your call on Donald Trump Jr., uh, try to call back later on. I'm we'll sure, we'll, later sure we'll grab some more calls later on because there's a lot of bits and pieces we still haven't gotten to yet. 733, Joe with some quick headlines on 710WOR. Hey, Joe. Todd, a jet blue flight out of Kennedy had to make an emergency landing with a report of fumes in the cockpit this morning. The FAA says flight 2802 and Embraer E-190 bound for Buffalo returned to JFK Landed safely about 6.50 this morning after the crew declared an emergency. So that was the, one of the commuter-sized commuter, yeah. planes that JetBlue has. The It's a Brazilian plane, the Embraer 190. And well, it's a little tiny. Though, yeah, typically. Slivers, right? It's, well, it's not. You know, it's a, it's a small commuter jet. It's Brazilian-made. It's a decent airplane. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, cause typically JetBlue flies the Airbus uh, 320 family. Mm-hmm. So, right, what else? Yeah. Day two of the summer of hell, but so far there have been no big problems. And the MTA chairman, Joe Lotus, says it appears people are listening here. The buses were not used as much as we thought. Ferries were not used as much as we thought. But it's only one day. And so we have to figure out uh, over a period of time what the Long Islanders prefer. Uh, he says a lot of people uh, decided to stay home yesterday. The Amtrak repairs at Penn Station going to continue through September. And Mayor de Blasio defending his decision to fly to Germany to protest the G20 after the death of police officer Minnesota's Familia. He tells New York One that some people are trying to politicize the situation. The attention should be on the family. Wait, wait, he didn't politicize the situation by going to stand with protesters at the G20? I, I don't think the two are connected. I mean, he didn't go to Germany because of the police shooting. No, uh, no, not because of the police shooting, right. but, I mean, why would you leave the city in the middle of a police shooting? Well, that's well, a good question. That, that's what the insanity is. But you're just is. trying to politicize the situation, according to me. Hey, uh, speaking of the train repairs, did you hear the audio bite from the Amtrak CEO? There's been several. All right, we, there's an audio bite you have to hear, and then this cell phone electrocution story. You've got oh, to hear this uh-oh. next as well. Hang on. you this morning. All that is next on 710 WOR. Traffic first. Here's Bernie Vinan. Governor, next time you want to sit on a beach that is closed to the entire world except you, yeah. you put your fat ass in a car and go to hey. one that's open to all your constituents. Uh, well, you know, all the, t- all the TV stations that played that last night, they bleeped out fat ass. Come on. 
That was Governor Christie filling in on WFAN as a sports talk show host. And Mike from Montclair let him have it yesterday. All right, we've got the whole call. We'll get into it later on. Uh, Ray knows Mike from sure. Montclair. Yeah, let's get him on the air. Ray is our associate producer. We call him Porno Ray. And Ray has already spoken to Mike from Montclair's wife, and we're hoping to have Mike on. And he's going to call Len a, a fat ass as well and this I'm going to call him a commie. The way the governor did. Now, I didn't realize that's what you do as a talk show host. You, have, you call your listeners commies if you don't agree with them. I like that. Good that was, idea, governor. I, I've got into some fights with some listeners, even on this show. Commies. I think I've called some listeners worse no, than a commie. you say that you vote for Hillary and then you beat them up, but you don't call them names. <laughs> All right, so hopefully we'll have Mike from Montclair that called the governor Christie a fat ass. We'll have him on the show later on, so... Just keep listening. Hey, congratulations to... That would be Alan Michael from the Bronx, who won the 7.30 Mets tickets. We'll have more tickets coming your way at 8.30, so listen then. Call in. Penn Station, uh, I'm not hearing anything horrific this morning as well. nothing yet. You know, on the lines that were dead-ending at Hoboken at 7 o'clock, they said that the... The ridership was much heavier on the early runs. What was it? The Essex line and what was the other line? Oh, uh, as the yeah. F uh, two of the lines, Essex uh, Bergen? and Bergen. No, I don't nah, know. it was uh, whatever. Was it the Morrison Essex? I think it was Morrison oh, Essex okay. lines. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. That prior to seven o'clock, that the ridership on those trains uh, was a lot heavier. So people coming in earlier for those trains that would actually come into the city. And listen, it, it makes sense. Maybe folks uh, worked out deals with their bosses. Hey, I'll come in early. Let me leave early, which would make sense. But the summer of hell, it, it seemed, at least on day one, summer of hell was a whole lot more hype. Uh, not quite the hell. It was almost like the summer of um, heck. The summer of, <laughs> it wasn't quite the yeah. summer of hell. You have to realize they have problems on a daily basis when it's not the summer of hell. So the fact that there weren't any big signal problems or, or trains dying uh, was a plus. I have an audio bite here from the Amtrak CEO. Now, you realize, people don't realize it, but Amtrak. Right, they're the ones that get all the slings and arrows. Well, because they own Penn Station. Correct. So technically. They're in charge of the, the whole thing with the LIRR. They're in charge of the tracks. They the lease New, the tracks out. New Jersey Transit. So if, if you're a landlord, isn't it your job to provide a yes. a worthy abode? Yeah. Isn't it? If, Running water, electricity. Exactly. A roof over your head. So if you're a landlord and you're renting a place out, essentially Amtrak's the slumlord of Penn Station. That's, I mean, that, that's, right. really, that's, that's what they, they're slumlords. They're like Joe Pesci, they're, they're, they're a slumlord. That's what Amtrak is. Pesci? Ha, ha, well, there was a movie, but was it called The Landlord with Joe Pesci, right? Was it? Right. Yeah, he played the, you know, look that up, it's a good little weekend oh, watch. I have nothing else to do with Joe it. Pesci, I think it was I called. I think it was the, the Super, wasn't it? Well, oh, maybe it was the Super, oh, that's that right. Sense. The okay. Super. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, listen, how did Amtrak let Penn Station get to this degree of dis- disrepair? Anyway. Interesting soundbite. Before we move on to this horrific electrocution story, interesting soundbite from the Amtrak CEO. The guy's name is Book of Mormon. And no, it's not. I'm sorry. It's Wick Mormon. Wick? Wick Mormon. Wick? <laughs> I'm just calling this guy Wick? Book of Mormon. Why do you, I picture a guy wearing <laughs> plaid pants at a country club? Wick Mormon, The huh? guy's name, seriously, the guy's name is Wick. Yeah, Wick. Wick Mormon. Yeah, and his wife, Buffy? Uh, M-O-O-R-M-A-N. Wick so, Mormon. Wick Mormon was interviewed on Channel 4 yesterday. I just thought this was an interesting soundbite. And in fact, it's interesting because all of that track has a concrete floor because underneath most of Penn Station is a basement. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, 
Now you know. <laughs> I'm the CEO of Amtrak. I didn't know that. Well, wait a second. Did you watch Superman? Did you see what was at Grand Central <laughs> with Lex Luthor? You should have known. <laughs> I didn't know. It's a basement. Well, what's well, what do you the, think is there? What's in the basement? Ooh. So what he's claiming is, uh, seriously. keep the utilities. So the, the water heater. The, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> the boilers down there. I don't know. He's saying that below the actual tracks, there's a basement below that. Mm-hmm. What's in the basement? Wow, Secret City. Is that where Pee Wee Herman's bicycle is being kept? I mean, what? Wow. what's in the basement? It's like the basement of the Alamo, you know? Which really doesn't have a basement. All right, let's listen to the rest of Book of Mormon here, the Amtrak CEO. And in fact, it's interesting because all of that track has a concrete floor because underneath most of Penn Station is a basement. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know that. But so we're taking everything out to the concrete. We're putting down new wooden ties. We're putting down all of the steel, the track work, all the machines, all the electronics, the third rail putting new stone in to hold it all in place. By the way. Sounds Wick, like a trip to Home Depot, doesn't it? By the way, Wick is a shortening of his middle name. It's Charles Mormon IV. Okay. Uh, former chairman and president and CEO of Norfolk Southern Railway. His middle name is Wickliff. So Wick is his shortening of his middle Say name. Say the name of the railroad that he used to be with. Oh, you're going to give me a hard time over Norfolk or whatever pronunciation? Yeah, careful, careful, careful you say that. <laughs> Banger, man. You're gonna, every, well, every, as, a, as a Tidewater Hampton Roads uh, resident Norfolk. for many years. What is it now? N- it, well, it's Norfolk. 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 Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk. Well, good Not Norfolk. That's, really, that's great news for all of our New York listeners. Well, I just like accuracy, Len. Okay, fine. Well, how come you never have it in your politics? You know, Len, I'd like you to take a bath with your cell phone. Oh, please. But you said that wouldn't affect me. I asked you that earlier. You said you can get electrocuted with your cell phone, which seems like a stretch. Well, uh, tell this to the 14-year-old girl from Lubbock, Texas, who's dead. How's she dead from a cell phone? She is dead. She was electrocuted by her cell phone. How how so? You hold on to that thought. No, you hold on. It'll be first item next. First, I promise. Usually forget. No, no, I promise. It's right here. I'm hanging it on the microphone. See, it's on the microphone. First item next on 710 WOR. Here's Bernie Viter. 754, as promised, uh, it's with a heavy heart. I've got to do the story, but I think it does serve as a warning. And, in fact, the family has said this exact same thing. A teenager in Texas electrocuted by her cell phone. She was in the bathtub and she really was. Yeah, she was in the bathtub. You said before you couldn't, it wouldn't happen. Well, no. If you you just were holding the cell phone right. without it being plugged in. Her cell oh, phone was, was plugged in. It was plugged into oh. the charger. So you may as well yes. have a toaster in, uh, well, plugged in in your bathtub. Yeah, listen, 120 is 120. Yeah, so okay. So it wasn't really the cell phone that killed her. It was the fact it was plugged into an electric socket. Yeah, 14 years old. She died early Sunday morning. Madison Coe's mother and grandmother told KCBD Television in Lubbock, Texas, that she was in the bathtub and either plugged in her phone or simply grabbed her phone that was already plugged in. Right. Uh, This happened at her father's house in New Mexico. So she's from Lubbock, but apparently was at her dad's house in Lovington, New Mexico, what had happened, she was just an eighth grader. It is with heavy hearts that Friendship ISD mourns, that's, I would imagine, Friendship uh, Independent School District, mourns the loss of Madison Co. We wish to share our heartful sympathy 
with her family and friends as we carry the burden of this tragedy together. Yeah, she was expected to attend high school in Houston as her family was in the process of leaving Lubbock and moving to Houston this wow. coming school year. Hmm. Terrible story. Her family says that Madison was in the bathtub, grabbed her phone that was plugged into a charger in a bathroom outlet. There were burn marks on her hand, the hand that would have grabbed the phone, and that was just very obvious what happened. I wonder if she grabbed the phone, she was kind of in the tub, or leaned over to grab the phone, a grounding issue. I mean, typically, even if a phone is plugged in, I mean, it shouldn't. It shouldn't electrocute you because the juice that's going to the actual connector in your phone is only, what, 12 volts or so. It's stepped, it's stepped down, isn't it? Isn't, isn't it stepped down to whatever the, the cell phone lithium-ion battery voltage is? I mean, what you plug into the wall, that little charger pack, that's, that's going to be, you know, 120. But then the wire, which connects to the actual phone itself, that's going to take the voltage down. It's just a, an odd story. But still, if you're Freak dripping accident. wet, you're in the bathtub. You don't have anything plugged in. Don't touch anything mm-hmm. electric. Okay. So that makes a little bit more sense than your earlier tease. Well, but it's true. She was electrocuted, they believe, oh, by true. her cell phone. Well, she was, but, I, I, you know, I didn't realize it was plugged into the socket at the time. There's also the possibility that the cell phone uh, fell into the tub. There, I, listen, right. there, there's a, I haven't got the definitive answer yet. I, I don't know if a, an autopsy is going to show or a police report is going to show finally what happened. But it was something about being dripping wet in the tub and then touching her cell phone. But 14 years old, and uh, she's gone. Hey, Ray, do we have the gallery of this unsuspecting young female charged with molestation on the airplane? Do we have her pictures up online? Are they? Oh, we, Ray's put together a gallery. She's a hottie. She's pretty attractive, Len. Well, she apparently likes women. Well, when you th- well, I think she's married to a guy, but I think uh, she was blasted drunk is what happened here. Okay. Well, when she's drunk, she's bi. When you think of... Molestation on airplanes. You think of a dirty old man and yes. a young woman. Yes, and there have been right. multiple, multiple cases right. of that. This was outside the box here. It was. So to speak. It turns out, and this woman was sentenced yesterday, this woman, a 27-year-old woman, Heidi McKinney of Portland, Oregon, or around Portland, suburban Portland, she was arrested last May 2016 after Alaska Airlines flight. This. Yep, we the did the story. Yeah. The flight was from Vegas to Portland International, and apparently the woman sitting next to her told authorities that she was touched on the breast and genitals by another passenger, a female. Yeah. A federal grand jury originally indicted McKinney on a charge of abusive sexual contact, ultimately pleaded guilty in March to assault with the intent to commit a felony. Uh, Shortly after taking the plea deal in March, McKinney was found unconscious and intoxicated at a local bar. I think she's got an alcohol problem. Sounds like it. I think she's got a big issue. So what, she was sentenced, she said, right? She was. To what? Yesterday, she was given uh, eight months. Oh, it was home confinement, right? Well, and then probation. So she's okay. got eight months of home confinement. What kind of a sentence does that mean? You have to sit in your house for eight months? Yeah. That's your sentence? you got to stay in the house. She's got eight months of home detention. Does she wear a little thingy? Uh, she might have an, an ankle bracelet, no. I would imagine. No. And then she has three years of probation on top of that. She smuggled booze on the plane, got blasted, licked the fellow passenger as well, groped her, touched her breast, and licked the woman. 
And I'm t- she's hot. She, she's pretty attractive so you as want well. Ray to put up all her pictures. Huh? Uh, we have her pictures up. Len and Todd, WOR.com. L-E-N-A-N-D-T-O-D-D. WOR.com. 8 o'clock back in a minute. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.